Welcome to the Sobriety Circle, a podcast about the highs and lows of sobriety as young Indigenous women, with your hosts, Jade Roberts and Leora Badger. Disclaimer, this podcast may contain some triggers regarding drinking. Our stories and experiences are our own, and the things that have worked for us might not necessarily work for you. We hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get into this episode, we have some exciting news to share. We teamed up with Better Brother Brew & Co. here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan to create a non-alcoholic beer called a Yoskin Sour. A Yoskin means raspberry in Cree, and we're really excited to provide a great tasting option for our sober friends and are so thankful for the folks at Better Brother in their allyship in creating space for Indigenous people. Our beer will be on tap in their beautiful tap room starting June 23rd with a portion of the proceeds going to our podcast. They also serve snacks and other non-alcoholic cocktails, so be sure to check them out and stop in to try out a Yoskin Sour to support the podcast. Welcome back to the Sobriety Circle. This is episode three. We are talking about our why and our how, why and how we quit yes. drinking. So, And the nitty gritty rock bottom. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, talking about why we got sober, what, what is the reasoning behind getting sober, a little bit of our backstories, um, yeah, do you want to start first, why did you get sober? A big thing for me was, I was tired of feeling the way I was feeling, um, at the end it was like very, like, lonely, like, I was like, silently struggling like really struggling like you would see me out and like I'd be joking around like having fun but like the moments where I was alone like I would like look I remember looking myself and like in the mirror like taking a break from the party looking myself in the mirror and just like feeling like I would feel so sick I'd have so much anxiety like I just wanted to stop but I didn't know how and then I was yeah like really really tired of that cycle and it was like I felt stuck or trapped in it like I didn't I wanted different but I didn't know how to get there if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense because it was the same feeling for myself too is like that feeling of wanting to be done but feeling stuck or like trapped in this cycle and a big thing for me was I would always blackout like every time I would drink I would be blacking out and knowing in my mind like that's not right like I'd wake up the next morning and be like dude I have an issue with alcohol because I should not be blacking out every single time that I drink that doesn't seem healthy doesn't seem right um and so starting to question starting to question that um relationship that I was having with alcohol but not knowing how to go about quitting or maybe not even having the desire yet to want to fully commit to sobriety. I think that was something too, is like, I was kind of scared to commit to sobriety. I was like, I think I knew it was needed, but I was so used to drinking. I was so used to partying and I thought I was having so much fun. And so I was scared to like, let go of that part of my life I was scared to move on from that part of my life and like not be the party girl or not be the fun girl um yeah it was like 
a, almost like a transition needed to happen, but I didn't know how to get there because I was fearful of sobriety. Yeah, like, and I think like this, like for a lot of people, because I know for myself that's how it was, but like the distance in between like who you are and who you want to be is so overwhelming because you think of all these things you have to do, like the relationship you have, the relationships you have to repair, like the apologies you have to give for like the mistakes you've made when you're under the influence. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, yeah, very overwhelming because for years, like I wanted to get out of it, but I kept thinking like, I have to do all these things. Like, how am I going to do all these things? And how am I going to get my life to cer- a certain point? And I, don't know, I didn't know how to do that. And it was extremely overwhelming. I didn't know how to do it. So I think like for the last three years of my drinking and partying, that's how it was for me. Like I felt stuck, mm-hmm. like I said before. Yeah. And me too. It was a lot of like waking up after a night of drinking, feeling like shit, but like wanting to quit, but not actually quitting. And then it was like, oh, I need to take a break. But then the next weekend I'd be back at back at it doing what I always do. And it was like almost it was to the point where it's like I was feeling like, oh, I can't quit. It was like stuck, you know, Mm -hmm. it was definitely a feeling of being stuck and that's not a good place to be. No, I think that's like touching on to like, I guess, yeah, talking about our rock bottom, what Mm -hmm. that looks like. Mm -hmm. You want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, like I can remember that whole year because I like COVID had a big part in it. Like I quit my job and I was just that year was I think that's when it got like the worst it's ever been mm-hmm. and I remember like out of that whole year I've drank like twice goodbye I drank every weekend sometimes on the weekdays and out of that whole year I probably drank without drugs like three times and I was like so reliant on drugs and it like it was never at the end it wasn't even about alcohol like towards the end I remember like it was just becoming patio season like it was coming my birthday and I had a friend ask me okay let's get ready like it's 11 a.m in the morning let's get ready let's go for a lunch on the patio then we'll start having some drinks and like immediately it just switched to let's get some let's get some drugs whatever and it's like 11 a.m and I'm freely doing drugs drinking water doing my makeup like that was like what a little glimpse of like what rock bottom looked like for me because like the thought of drinking without drugs wasn't even that wasn't an option like I couldn't I could never do that I couldn't do that Mm -hmm. so and so the two times I did drink without using um it was like horrible like I made myself I messed up I made horrible mistakes like hurt people that were around me um and I remember, like, the feeling of, like, waking up and how horrible I felt and, like, how sad I felt because I knew, like, that wasn't me. Those things I was doing, like, weren't me and, like, weren't who I was and, like, how I wanted to treat people and how I wanted to be to people. Like, mm-hmm. so I would wake up and I'd, like, it would make me so sad, like, from the mistakes I've made. And then, like, from there I knew, like, something needed to change, but I just didn't know how. I honestly had no clue how to do it. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, a whole year of that. <laughs> literally a whole year (laughs) and it was bad like it was like I could say that whole year was like my rock bottom like and I remember just hitting a point where 
I think I was like a whole weekend, maybe like three days. Me and like some friends went out for like three days, maybe like get a couple hours of sleep here and there, but like instantly wake up, get a cure, we call it a cure, um, go out, hit a patio, keep drinking, partying the night, and then coming into the next day, like we're still going, and that was like, and then so when you'd finally like, you would do anything to just like prevent the like hangover and like the come down because it would be the most horrible feeling because mm-hmm. all of these things you're already hurting from and sad from, like you have to face them. Like whether it's the next day and just thinking about that is like so daunting that you wouldn't want to stop partying. Like and it's like being trapped in that. Like and I know like two two days doesn't seem like much, but it like really was like the things that was happening, like the ugly feelings and it was definitely like I'm trying to paint a picture as best as I can of them, but, mm-hmm. but like it was rough, yeah. It was a rough year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I don't necessarily know. Well, I guess, yeah, I kind of have a rock bottom. Is like, it would have been during COVID for me too, like during lockdown. I think for a lot of people, it either went like one way or the other. It was like, people are like drinking a lot or people have quit drinking Mm -hmm. during lockdown. And for me, it was like my drinking just ramped all the way up, like drinking every single day. And I was in lockdown, like we're all in lockdown. There's nothing to do. I wasn't working. Well, I was working. I was working from home at the time, but me and my partner at the time, like we were just spending so much time at home. And so it was like, we would just drink and watch movies and go for walks and Mm -hmm. you know it was just so chill and I didn't realize like how bad it was getting it was getting to the point where it was like I needed a drink every single day um and then when lockdown kind of like was coming to a bit of an end and we're going back to work so I would have been going back into the classroom and I was still like having these cravings every single day of like needing a drink and so after work every day I would drink and like sometimes it would be like three beers in the evening sometimes it would be six and then like have to go to work again the next day and then do it all over again where it was like I need a drink again at the end of the day and so I guess like for me that's when I started realizing like okay this is getting really bad and I had also put on like a lot of weight so I think I gained like 30 pounds 35 pounds during COVID and like a lot of that had to do with drinking um and drinking every single day And so that's when I started to realize, like, okay, like, this doesn't seem right to be drinking this often and this frequently. Um, And I, I even remember like reaching out to my partner and saying, like, I think, like, I would be crying, saying, like, why am I, like, why can't I go one day without a drink? Like, I feel like such a failure. Like, I shouldn't be drinking every single day. I know this is wrong. And like, I had so much guilt and so much shame. And then I told him, I was like, do I need to go to rehab? Like, I started questioning my myself. Like, is this really that bad? Or like, do people drink more than I'm drinking right now? Like, I had all these questions. Like, I was just so unsure. And like, also as a young person, like, I think when you get to that point where you're questioning if you should go to rehab it's like it's like no i'm too young to be to go to go there and stuff like that and like yeah i was i was getting to the point where it was like i know there's an issue and something needs to stop but yeah i think ultimately um my breakup really um opened my eyes to realizing that i needed to 
quit drinking and start working on myself. So going back to what you said about like rehab treatment and being so young, I think people just have this view that people who need rehab are like down and out, like homeless, like severe addicts. Like I think there's a, a, a certain look that people think you have to have because for me, like touching back onto like the why and the how, like how I eventually did get sober because at the end like it was rock bottom like I talked about that one year being at rock bottom like I remember this one time it was I think it was just like a normal night like we were just gonna play board games and fast forward to like five hours later I stand up because like we're doing drugs using substances like that's what it turned into because alcohol wasn't our big thing at that point but I remember this one night Like, I thought I was sitting there for, like, an hour, but I guess we were sitting there for, like, five to six hours, and I remember standing up, and then I don't remember anything at all, and I woke up upstairs, and, like, I remember just waking up and hearing ringing, ringing, and I was, like, what? Like, so confused, and then I opened my eyes, and I remember just hearing them say, like, Leo, like, you passed out, you stood out, and you passed out, like, we had to carry you upstairs, like, are you okay? And I just, like, played it off, like, I was, like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, and I went downstairs, I laid on the couch, and I rested me for like about an hour and like the people I was with like continued and then after an hour like I just got up and like got back to it like I don't know what that was like if that was almost like I was almost gonna overdose or I don't know like it was just so bad like that's how it got and like I remember a few times like going to a concert and like it's a day later and like you're still partying and like it seems like everyone's having fun and I remember just like it got to a point where that night I was sitting there and I couldn't even talk I didn't know how to talk and that's like severe and extreme right like people listening to would think that but I didn't think so like I thought it was whatever and the people I was with thought it was whatever like they thought it was funny like I literally couldn't even talk and then when I finally go home like I am walking upstairs to my bedroom it felt like I couldn't even walk like it felt like my legs weren't mine I don't know how else to explain it but that's how like heavily like I got into it and but from there on like it wasn't for like another six months half a year I continued to do things like that and but and no one would know like no one would think that because I like perceived my life a certain way on social media like that and the times I would go out and party like we would just make it look like bougie and like fun and we're just living our best lives but low-key like I was like really struggling like behind the scenes and like what people didn't see so I remember it was in August, the beginning of August, and we I would I had took off somewhere for the weekend. I think it was Edmonton or so, and we partied for like three days. And I remember, like the fourth day when we finally stopped, like I remember how empty and I felt, and it was just like this. I don't know how else to explain that. I just felt empty. Like I just felt like a zombie when I was walking around. Like we weren't drinking or partying anymore. But the next day, I literally felt like I was just a zombie. And I remember finally going home and I remember going back to the city and I just like felt so lonely. I couldn't even like, I couldn't like stay at my house any longer. So I remember driving back to the reserve and I remember going to my cookums and I just briefly, I'd never told my family the full extent of like how bad I was struggling with drugs and 
But I remember briefly, I told my cook I'm something. Like, I was just so sick and, like, sick and tired of it. And then I remember that night I fell asleep on her couch. And I remember, like, I was so sick and I felt so down. I remember I kind of was, like, crying when I fell asleep. And then, so I woke up the next day. And my I remember my cook asked me, like, do you feel better? And I was like, yeah, like, I feel better. Like, I had rest and stuff like that. And then she ended up telling me that, like, while I was sleeping, like, she actually, like, smudged me and, like, prayed for me, and I know I didn't know, I didn't know, like, at that point, like, I, obviously, I didn't know how to show emotion, I couldn't show emotion, and I didn't know it, so I didn't really say anything, but, and then a week later, after that incident, like, a week later, I ended up going to treatment, going to rehab, and, yeah, that's how I started, like, how my journey started, like, how I quit drinking, how I quit doing drugs, that played like a big part and that was so beneficial and even when I was in treatment I was so in denial that when I went there like I thought like oh I don't belong here like I don't need to be here these people are like hardcore drug addicts and Mm -hmm. like I you know because the like the way I made it look and the way they made it seem like it was just party you know yeah. fun and, like we also get into this mindset and i think just like in our society as a whole is like we normalize like drinking and partying so much and so to think you have a problem is a really hard thing to accept and if we're being really honest it's like if you're a drinker or a partier then you have a problem because our bodies are not meant to be ingesting Mm-hmm. alcohol and drugs um so yeah to have to like admit that in a culture and in a society that like we normalize partying is a hard thing to do for myself though I guess my how is like different my like how I got sober and like why it stuck this time because in the past like I would always try to quit and I, I knew there was an issue. I shouldn't have been like blacking out every time I drank. So I, I knew like, this is not right. Like I, I need there, I need to do something with my relationship with alcohol. Um, and so having that in the back of my mind, I was like wanting to quit, but didn't know how. Um, and then for some reason it stuck this time. And I mentioned earlier that my breakup really had a huge role for me. Um, and like by removing, I, I realized that like the way I was treating the people in my life and their relationships in my life were not the best. Like I didn't feel like a good person when I was drinking. I feel like I treated people very poorly and it's because I treated myself so poorly. Like I can, I can have that perspective now. And I see that now is like, I didn't love myself. And you know, that quote, that's like, you can't love others until you love yourself. Like I used to think that's like so cliche, but now I like, I actually feel that. Yeah, like, now you like fully and truly understand it. Yes, like yes. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, it's so true. Like I was treating people poorly in my life because I didn't think highly of myself. Yeah. I treated myself poorly. Um, and so removing alcohol, like helped me to focus on what the way I was behaving and the way that I was acting in my relationships and like towards other people and Like, I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be someone who breaks things, someone who yells at people, someone who gets angry. Um, And so when I removed alcohol from my life, I realized that, like, 
I can learn different skills, different coping skills, and like be a better person for the people in my life. And yeah, my breakup definitely helped me to to realize realize that. Yeah, like removing it like helps you realize like how the things that have happened to you, like whether it'd be a few few years ago or like as a child, like how it still affects you today. Yeah, like that trauma mm-hmm. was. It's like that trauma really needed to be healed and like I could do so much healing work like I could go to therapy and I can you know do all the things but I really wasn't truly going to embody any of that healing work until I got sober and yeah that's what I I think like a lot of that unhealed trauma was manifesting in my relationships and I was like acting out in a way and now I'm like now I can really truly see that's like that's not the person I yeah. want to be and that's not how I want to behave. Um, so yeah, I guess like having that in the back of my mind has really been a driving factor in like how I got sober is like realizing I want to be a different person and not only for others in my life, but for myself first and foremost. I think and especially like when when you first begin, um, I think it was like three months for me, like when I was three months sober, that's when I started to feel like hopeful. And like, I did have hope that I was able to get where I wanted to be. And like the, the things I wanted were achievable. And like, I, you know, was able to be who I wanted to be. That's because at the beginning, it was so like overwhelming that I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, yeah. And I, I mentioned mm. that to you before, too, is like someone actually when I first got sober um, messaged me and said the first three months are the hardest. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like I was like, this is easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I can like for some reason I didn't like I wasn't having cravings to drink in those yeah. first three months. So I was like, ah, this is easy. But then when the feelings, when all yeah. those feels started to hit, I was like, okay, never mind. This is fucking hard. <laughs> and so after I like pushed through that initial like depression and anxiety that I was experiencing and like I I keep mentioning my breakup, but it is like true that having to, at, at the time I got sober, I was one, getting sober, two, yeah. going through a breakup and three, getting off antidepressants. And so like all of that combined really, really um, placed me into this like deep depression and anxiety that I was experiencing. And so for the first three months, like that was so hard for me. And like, I didn't feel hopeful. I felt like, oh my God, like, how am I going to get through this? But then once I like started to feel better, I was like, oh, like I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. This feels good. Like being sober feels good. I wouldn't say it was easy for me, but why the first couple of months were like why I was able to do it the first couple of months. Cause if I didn't have that, I don't think I'd be able to do it. So like, I like commend you and everyone else that like quits on their own you know what I mean because mm-hmm. that is hard I, I can't even imagine like how hard that is because I I had so much support and that's how I was able to quit yeah yeah and like I think like I it took it did take like a lot of confidence in myself to get to that point of like no I need to stick to this this time because like I mentioned in the like previously that in the past I would try to quit and it just wouldn't stick for me and for some reason this time around it really stuck and yeah I just I had that confidence in myself to say you know what like let's Mm -hmm. let's do it for real this time like you want to feel good about yourself and 
like alcohol is not serving serving you is what I would tell myself like it's not serving you in any way it's not helping you through this breakup it's not helping you with depression and anxiety like let's let's be real about it this time Before we end off, I would just like to add, like, if you yourself are struggling with feeling stuck in that cycle and, like, feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to start, I would honestly just say, like, don't focus, don't have your focus on all the things you have to do to get where you want to go and to become who you want to be. Like, keep your focus on just today, like, the things you can do for yourself today and, like, take it day by day, literally day by day. Period. Yes. We need to share our quote for the episode so okay our quote for today is from an instagram account it's at the retired party girl and she posted this a while ago and it says sobriety isn't a guaranteed way to a better life but it will take out a lot of unnecessary pain so that you can work on building a better life If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and we'd love to hear from you. So make sure to leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you listen on. If you'd like to stay up to date with The Sobriety Circle, give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram at The Sobriety Circle.